another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. Man like Mo, M. O, obviously, out here. <laughs> yeah, there's no Peter. Um, I think he's at the beach, you know. I think he is, you know, on the waist, man. <laughs> Where's that beach? It's going to be that church. Anyway, yeah, so Pete, Pete, Pete is in Birmingham. Um, I think Does Birmingham have a beach? I, I don't think Birmingham has beaches. Well, he said he, he said he was going to Birmingham, and I'm seeing like his... His that was yesterday. He was at a beach yesterday, so he might have gone to the beach before he went to Birmingham. Oh, maybe Birmingham has a beach. There. <laughs> I, don't <know> it <laughs> I don't. I don't know where it is yet, but whenever Peter posts up a picture, something in me just wants to get at him for like the minutest of things. So it's fun. Yeah, well, Peter isn't isn't here, and he made he made some comment. So like Peter does does like all the recording stuff. I was like, oh, I, I guess it's okay if there's a dip in quality. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> Bro, the, the podcast is better quality when you're not here. The quality has increased with you not being here. Anyway, so instead of Peter, we have a very special guest with us today. Don't know. Miss Simi. Hi. Cheers. So you guys would not have heard Simi because the last time she was here, that file got corrupted. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know what I realize like when it comes to like files getting corrupted? It's always when we talk about sex stuff. <laughs> it's when the files get corrupted. Let's talk about sex. Man. So we're not going to talk about sex today. Oh, before we go on, before we go on, um, I actually need to give Simi a shout out because she's very important to how the podcast runs. She doesn't know Jeez. this. Nobody knows this. But um, a lot of the stuff that I will bring to the podcast is stuff that I've used Simi as a soundboard beforehand. So like, so like, there have been certain topics I've talked about Simi with. I haven't seen that interesting, so I, I, haven't, I haven't um gone through with it. But yeah, so Simi's like my sample when it comes to stuff for the for the um, on. for the podcast, and she sends me all those wayward websites. <laughs> what <laughs> you mean? That I bring. <laughs> Simi's the plug. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Simi, um, for those who don't know, um, Simi went to uni with me and Peter. We were on the same course. No, we, 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 we and no, even though we wasn't. Like connected, yeah. yeah your mom went to Queen Mary as well, oh, but, okay. but a different time. That's why nobody saw him. Um, Fam, do you know what? Yeah, Queen Mary. It was for me. It was literally lecture home. I didn't even go into the library until the third year. So that big went. <laughs> yeah. So Simi has just come back from Nigeria after like ten million years, <laughs> and it's crazy. So like, she came back in in, in less than a week. She got a job. Dang. Well, you know, man's hot on the market, isn't it? Obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, so Simi's just... <laughs> she's just about. Okay, so let's get into it. I know what my is. Boom. <laughs> let's get okay. into it. So, I need to word this correctly. Okay, so on Friday I had a concert. Simi came to. Yeah. How was it? It was amazing. It was amazing. I you don't need to say that because he's here. <laughs> no, it was actually really good. He, he didn't play a part in it. That's why it was so okay, amazing. Okay, makes sense now. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Just name going into that. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, had a concert. It's about 120 kids there all playing, oh, nice. doing music, dancing, da, 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 all of that good stuff. And um, so after the show, I was going home and I saw one of the, one of the kids, well, like, one, one, one of the older kids, I think she's like 18, 19. And she was with this dude and they were like, like holding hands, da, 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 looking all lovey dovey. <laughs> like, Why are you pained? I was, I was pained. Like, <laughs> so like I, I, was, I was watching them. And the first thought that came into my mind is, "Raw, <laughs> this guy looks like he's, he's, he's going to break a heart one day." 
<laughs> and then it got me thinking. So, like, guys have this bad rap for like being crap in relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, all, all men are dogs, did 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 all of that good stuff that yeah. you, you like women like to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether it's true or not, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it got me thinking. To let me word this properly. So everyone is upset with how guys treat girls but my question is is it really these guys we should be upset with when there's no one to teach them what the right thing to do is okay and because like um like thinking back like the only reason i got interested in well no not the reason but i I started thinking about wanting to have sex because i heard like another guy in my class having a conversation about losing his virginity Mm. and then that put in my mind Okay, I need to go this one. This sort of thing. So, guys are not being taught the right thing to do, and if if if, if they're not being taught the right thing to do, can we then be upset with them when they do the wrong thing? Mm. Can we hold guys to a standard if we haven't shown them what the standard is? Jeez. Yes. Interesting. Speak up. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's a very good question, and I think it puts a spin on perceptions because it's easy to just say all men are trash all men are dogs or whatever but without addressing the underlying issues it's just gonna it's just gonna continue um yeah it's just gonna continue it's easy to kind of throw out a generalization without actually exploring how true it is and if it is true what actually can be done about it um because i was in the exact same position as you like when I was younger, I couldn't flip through an Argos clothing catalogue because towards the back there was the pictures of the women in bras. Mm. And for me, that, that was a lot. Good old days. Son, that was a lot. I was like, rah, brah, like, this is mud. This is a bit mud. Right now, right now, like on your phone, Love Island, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just there. But also, I was in year eight. So this was like 12 years old. And one of my boys was like, oh, yeah, I just had sex. And I was oh, like, raw. That's a bit early. Fam. <laughs> I was like, raw, like, how was it? And it was, he legit said to me, it's like doing all your favorite things at the same time. And I was like, raw, okay. I need to get me some of this. So, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. And I grew up, so my parents were still together. My, my dad was in Ghana, my mom's here. And my mom was working, like, constantly just to ensure that everything was as it should be. So, again, there wasn't that sort of, um, this is what you should and shouldn't do sort of thing. It was mm. almost assumed that you should know what you should and shouldn't do. Um, so I think that's a very, very good question. Um, yeah. So, so what do you think your answer is? Do you think, do you think these boys should be held accountable? Because, because they're just learning as they go along. Yeah, they learn as they go along. I think... So I think it depends on it depends on what it is. Um, I think to a degree, we are we are um, products of our environment, and in as much as and in the same way, we're products of our environment. We put out into our environment just as much as we we take in. So if we put out negativity, and even if we're if if we're in a very loving environment, we can still put our negativity into that environment, or we can take in the positive positivity and reciprocate the same thing so in saying we're products of our own of our environment is not negating what we put into the environment um so it's saying um 
the world is full of sinful constructs without diminishing that we actually add to these sinful constructs as well. Mm-hmm. So it isn't just trying to put the blame on other people and saying we're innocent. So I think I should be held accountable for my own actions. Regardless of however I was raised and stuff like that, I should be held accountable for my own actions. But we should also take into consideration how I was raised. So if a, pers- if a guy who is a paedophile 100% should be taken into consideration. You've abused this child. Well, that's assuming that he actually is, he's acted on the paedophilic um, 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 traits and stuff, oh, urges, and has actually defiled a, a child. Well, a man sounded Old Testament, defiled <laughs> a child. Um, like he's violated a child. Even if the child consented, they're not at the legal age to be able to consent. So that is, that is regardless. Um, but what if this person was abused as a child themselves and now they, they view that as... So they were abused as a child and psychologically that kept them in a place of childhood within their minds. And so now they associate this with an expression of love. So yes, they should be held accountable for violating a child. But secondly, we should look at what was the cause and how can we address that. Otherwise, it's just going perpet- to continue. And so... Guys going around breaking girls' hearts, we shouldn't just give them a blank uh, slate and just say, oh, forgive them, guys, you be guys, which some people try to do. We should hold, hold them to a, to a standard, but at the same time, we should be showing them the standard and we should be examining why they don't have these standards in the first place. Oh, I'll come back to it in a second. Yeah. See me what you think. As a girl, I'm sure you've had your first... Well, I don't know. <laughs> have you had... Well, every girl has, has had their fair share, share of... I think everybody has had their fair share of heartbreaks. I like that. I don't think that the heartbreaking is, you know, limited to guys alone. Yeah, but then men are judged more harshly for breaking yeah, a, I th- I think a girl's heart the, than it is. The tendency is the assumption to be associated with guys more so than girls. But we've got some girls that are total waste men <laughs> and will just, will just try to do a whole madness. But uh, just, yeah, when a guy does it, it's like, it's like a guy can be more readily charged for rape than a girl. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so like... So like yeah, I agree, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Too. So like from your experiences mm-hmm. as a woman, mm-hmm. um, if from heartbreaks you may or may have not received... Don't put the assumptions out Just say it. Just say yeah. it. Um, do you understand how... I don't put, do you understand how these guys that broke your heart, if they did break your heart, got to be how they were? And does knowing that make you feel a, a bit more forgiving towards them? Um, first of all, I think you have to look at the age of the guys that are doing these things. So if you're talking about teenagers, I think teenagers, like a lot of people say their brains aren't fully developed. So they make decisions without really thinking about the consequences. There's mm. a lot of, there's a lack of like that kind of delayed gratification. They just want what they want now mm. and they want to have it now and all that. So I kind of understand like at that kind of teenage age, from, like 13 to maybe like 18, 19. Where 21, guys, 21. Like, like even, You yeah, have to go through uni. Throughout uni, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that period, I understand. Where you lot like, are very gracious. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but I'm not saying that it's, it's an excuse, but mm. I understand. So I understand, mm. okay, fine, you're young, you're just getting to know yourself, you're getting to know your body, you're seeing girls that are making you feel a certain type of way. You're like, oh, right, I want her 
Or if my size. Girl, I want exactly. You're my size. <laughs> so I understand that. But once you've passed <coughs> that kind of uni mm. 21, I feel like that's where you have to really start taking into account that this person is now an adult. Like, fine, you you have an uh, environment that you grew up in. You've kind of supposed to have gotten all that kind of, you know, doing multiple girls or whatever is your fancy out of your system. So by the time you get to 21, I feel like anything you do from then, you should be definitely held well accountable for it. You know, like, is going for multiple girls something that guys have to get out of the system? Or is that just something? <laughs> <laughs> Look, for some people, they just do it like you guys were saying about how it's when you heard somebody else talking about sex that it mm. came into your consciousness. Some people, it would never occur to them to date multiple girls. Mm. Like, it occurred to me. It, <laughs> like, Not at the same time. Yeah, 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 but it would it would just never occur to you that oh, I'm dating like Risha. Why why am I dating Kiki and TJ and everybody? Like you know, but you know what I mean. Like it doesn't occur to some people, but it's just because they've seen other people do it mm. or they've heard that. Oh yeah, that's fun. So I don't think everybody really kind of goes that way. But then if. So you're saying people should mature, but if that's what they're doing mm-hmm. and that's what they know, mm-hmm. if 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 that's what they're doing and, and having success, mm-hmm. why should they then change? If that makes sense. If like like you were saying, it's maturing. It's maturity. There's some things that I would do when I was 15 that now I'm thinking back and I'm like, oh, I can never do that ever again. So in some ways, it should just be maturity. In other ways, it should be like. When you see life, you've experienced life, and you see how your friends are being treated, and you're like, oh, this person did that to my friend. My friend didn't like it. Like, why would I be doing that to other people? So kind of that treat mm. others as you would like to be treated. Mm. I'd be like, by the time you hit adulthood, that kind of thing should be in your brain. Like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be sleeping around with like multiple girls. Maybe I shouldn't be cheating on my wife. Maybe I shouldn't A, B, C, D. From my own experience of mm. heartbreaks, um, that's not an assumption. <laughs> yeah, from my Concrete. own experience. Especially when I was older, so when I was 21, 22, 23, these were grown men in their mid to late 20s and they were acting like they were 15. And I just felt like, I can't, like, fine, they had some trouble in their earlier life. Like, maybe their dad wasn't around. Maybe their d- dad died at a young age. But I don't feel like it's enough to say, mm. oh, because of this, this is why I'm going to ruin, like, my area. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the vicinity. <laughs> like, ru- like, literally ruin All the South London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? I think, I think it... So one thing that I've, I've noticed, um, one thing I was challenged on, um, I think it was last week, was that there was an assumption that I made. Um, so I think I was talking around... I think I was talking around um, developing in faith or hearing from God and stuff like that. And I made an assumption around um, maturity. Okay. Um, so I made an assumption, I was like, in every decision we make, we should um, like seek God, hear what God is saying and blah, blah, blah. And I realised I had made an assumption in terms of everyone being mature enough to be in that position where they can hear God mm, as, they're making that, mm-hmm. as they're making that decision. Um, some people might be in a faith for 25 years, but haven't hit that point where they can actually hear God's voice mm-hmm. um, or discern when they're hearing God's voice and stuff. And I think almost sometimes, um, and so that challenged me in the sense of how do I then attribute different things and um, assess different people's ways of thinking. 
because there's a the reality the um, situation in which someone has grown up and their dad has got 25 kids by mm. like five different women mm-hmm. um, their brother's out just laying down with every girl that they can find um, their boy is doing the same obviously their boy got caught but they're like you're stupid you should have hid your phone you should have done this you should have done that so they think they can outsmart that situation and so they're looking at it from a perspective of this is normal yes when you get caught it's a bit peak but if you're smart you, you can work around it and stuff and so and, and I, I constantly go towards um, it's not ex- I said I'm not going to use that example but um, I use the example okay so it's man said okay like this guy's my dad or something no in this life there are levels no <laughs> wait no your level <laughs> no so basically yeah um I'm going to use the example. So basically, I know um, working in churches and stuff, people are like, oh, so what would you do if like, you see one of your friends selling drugs or blah, 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 this and that. Um, and I, I, I'm almost quick to defend those people, not from a position of let, let them shot, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yo, like, firstly, I've grown up around people who literally can't turn on electricity because there's nothing at home fridges are empty they're going to school they haven't eaten their clothes are dirty and stuff and this is the only viable way for them to actually get money because they go to a shop dressed up the way they're dressed and the shopkeeper's not not really looking at them um this is the only viable way to get some money to put on the electricity to help their mum out with rent and stuff like that and the more they get into it the more they're like yo i can make more money off of this and why do i need to go down to the shop when, when i went there before you guys weren't giving me no time of day and then they start looking at stuff like taxes like why am i working all of this time just for you to take away tax obviously if you're my connect i know that i won't give you something back and then I'm just going to take whatever money is left to the side and do what I need to do. And it's almost the same in a sense of if this is the environment in which you've grown up in, all you, you almost learn is, firstly, you see marriages breaking down. You see wives trying to take or husbands trying to take their wives' money or blah, blah, blah. Or people in relationships committed only to find out that their wife was doing a madness with half of the town or the husband was doing the madness with half of the town. And they're like, no, I'm not willing to put myself through that. Which is the world is broken. And so nothing is going to function as it should function. Um, and so it's understandable in the sense of as you grow up you see certain things that will put you off going down the right path and makes the other path more enticing Um, so this is not an excuse for them to say oh let's just continue or blah 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 Um, I still do think I would actually challenge and say dude at whatever age you're able to make a decision I actually challenge your decision and help you think through your decision. It's like um, the only way to get good at maths is to get given a maths problem to think through it and have the teacher kind of work with you through it. Um, and the more you do that, the more you be able to address a mathematical equation a lot easier. And so as we go through that teenage years of being challenged, of having people question our thought processes, question why we do certain things, didn't we think of these consequences and stuff like that, then allows us to think more critically as we as we're older to be like all right cool like i've had people coaching me through thinking through stuff i've made mistakes and stuff like that um yeah so i I would hold people to a certain degree accountable to their to their actions regardless of whatever age they're at but understanding where they're at and helping them where they're at to almost step up um and so yes i would argue that i wouldn't expect a guy over 21 to act any different from a guy 15 
um, based on how they were raised and the environments they're still in. So if the person has changed environments, have been around different people, I'd be like, then you're exposed to different things. Surely you should have seen like something different. But I wouldn't take it for granted that simply because you're over a certain age, you know better, arguably. Um, but just that, yeah, I'll kind of just take it from where you are and just be like, all right, cool, let's, how do we move on from here? What about yourself? Um, what's the question? <laughs> really? Oh, um, should, should guys be held accountable? Mm-hmm. Um, I think... What do I think? I think it's... I think you can't expect better from someone who doesn't know better. So... Some people have never had that conversation where the right thing to do is to wait before you get married to have sex. Mm-hmm. Some people have never had that conversation. The only conversation they've had is, oh, there was this pen girl and I hit that. <laughs> And that's all they're hearing. So then in their mind, the right thing to do is, ah, oh, there's a pen go, then we do what I need to do to hit that. And so I think it is important that, um, that those of us that know better pour into, pour into mm-hmm. people who don't know better. Mm-hmm. Which is why working, working with kids, even not kids, they're, 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 they're like adults that have to, ha- that have, to have these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, this, is, this isn't the, the life you, you, should, um, you, should, you should be living. You should be doing better. And I remember I was having this conversation with my friend a long time ago. Um, we're doing exercise. I said, okay, write me a list of like all the attributes you want in, in like your perfect wife. Mm. And um, I bet it was only two. <laughs> big bum, big chest. It's funny because one of the things he, he, he wrote is back of his madness. <laughs> He wrote. But then, like another, like one of the other things that he wrote was that he wants his girl to be like a Christian, like a, like a good Christian. And mm. he's and, and like, he wasn't like a a, a practicing Christian, mm. but like he knows the value of having a Christian girl. Mm. And I was like, well, if you want a Christian girl, then surely shouldn't you try and become the sort of guy that Christian girl should want? Mm. And then I left him on that thought. Like, he come to church sometimes. He never came. <laughs> but at least I planted that seed. So so like at least. For him, that's the start to think, okay, if I want this kind of girl, I need to be this kind of guy. But unfortunately with that, um, a lot of girls will... <laughs> will a lot of Christian girls look for un-Christian guys. And not compromise when it comes to... And a lot of Christian guys look for un-Christian girls. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of Christian girls, or just girls in general, um, one thing you said, um, to, to, to flip it, I can't remember what you said, but um, something about it was um, men growing up Mm-hmm. So, so like if if you're growing up, you should do better. Do you think that we should hold women to that same standard? In that, if if your your heart's getting broke, getting broken the same way by by, by like multiple guys, <laughs> maybe the guys aren't the problem. <laughs> no, you can't hold somebody accountable for getting their heart broken. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's almost like like reevaluating the sort of guys that you date. Yes. Um, I would have to respectfully disagree. <laughs> so, of the various heartbreaks I've had... That's a very... <laughs> various. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, girls like bad guys, girls like... No, I don't like bad guys. I like people that look nice, shy, quiet. Like, yes, he's the kind of person I can settle down with. Um, and the last one I had was a guy who was a Christian. Like, when you say Christian, it's a Christian guy, prayer warrior... He was in the choir. 
He was doing this and that for church. Man, like, be careful about doing quiet, all guys. the pastors knew him. He was he was a church worker, and the only thing was trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the worst. Like he was a lovely person, kind, mm. everything, but he was the most like twisted individual mm. under all of that. Like I don't even want to go into details, but you just not go into details. Let's do details. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of curious as to me. I'm not gonna lie. Like give the details, man. After like getting to know him, I realized he'd slept with half the girls in the church. Hey, and I was just like, wow. And they were all church workers as well. Question, so question, like, question, before you go on. So when you found, was this, did you find this out whilst you were going out with him, before you were going out with him, after you went out with him? I would say during slash after. Okay, so my, so my question is, if you, during, during this during period, mm-hmm. did you find this out make you want to not be with him anymore? Yes. Definitely. And did you break up with him? Not immediately. Why but not? Why not? Okay. She said it was during slash after. During so it was like after, it was. Yeah. It was a... No, but but during. Yeah, but if you found, t- if yeah, you nah, find nah, out nah. something, do you just like say, "Oh, right, wow, you did that. Bye." Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, something... Oh, swear you bag man, man. Goodbye. Well, <laughs> like there are certain characteristics and things you can do that will. Make me think maybe you are not the right person for me to be in the rich or being in the, in, in the rich. How would you feel if a girl cut you off just after hearing something you did? Mm. I'd be fine with that. Like, no, you wouldn't. No, no, no. I, I so don't. you've invested in this babe. <laughs> yes. Like, yo, I, like, I see a future of you. And it's like, rah, what you did with, what with who? Bye. Right at the end of the conversation. Wow. Everyone has to be held accountable for that. <laughs> like, no, 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 seriously. In the same way, um, James Gunn made those comments ten years ago. Mm. It's coming back now. Like, the, like, if you're if Jamelia slept with like your best friend like five years ago, or like a year before you guys start start talking. God for <laughs> exactly. There are some things that, that cannot be forgiven. No, but what if he was already married to her? And then you found out. Yeah. Fam, I'll be I'll we're, we're gonna have one long conversation, you know. Like you couldn't tell me this before Ring got ex- Yeah, I think Yeah, I think there are some things that I would try not to get myself involved in. So like if I'm if if I know you've got like history of cheating, then I'll be like, whoa <laughs> Because stuff like that's hard to change, I think anyway. Do you know what? So I, I, w- I would challenge this from a Christian perspective in the sense of um, firstly Jose and Goma might but um, is it Jose and Goma? Mm-hmm. yes um, but secondly as well just a reality that God can take someone renew and transform their life definitely so this woman could be like A grade Ashaul like fully fully and then you feel like God is saying yo this is it for you. And you're like, but God, not nah, on a real, I can't hold her hands <laughs> through ends because everyone's going to be looking at me like, are you dumb? Like, when you kiss her, you're tasting half of the block. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, it's mud. Ooh. But knowing that God can transform her life. Fam, you know what? I'm thankful that that's not my portion. <laughs> I am 100% thankful that that is not my portion. And for any girls who might be like that, who's listening into this, like, fam, like, prayers. Um, <laughs> may God's grace be with you. Um, he is a transformative God. 
Um, but I know that I will struggle with that. For me personally, I think that anything you've done in your past, Christian or not, can be held against you. Human speaking, yes. Human speaking, yes. But I wanted even to, as a Christian, I wanted to stress, uh, specify that God is able to transform Definitely. people, and so moving forward, even though that the woman has or the man has a history of cheating, God can do such a work in that person's heart that they will be committed to you, and that in and of itself will be a testament to the power of God working in that relationship. So let's say that they say, "I'm not cheating anymore." And then you get married and then he cheats. Can you then be upset with him? No, yes, yes, you can. Of course you can. No. Yes, you yes. can. If you're the kind of guy he was before, God, no. Okay, God, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying God can't change people, but fam. But you don't think God can change people? I'm saying that people, I'm not saying, it's nothing to do on God's part, it's more to do on, on, on people's part. So if people, if someone is easily ensnared by lust, and they've like I've fallen short, lusting after girls and actually sleeping with them. But God is doing a work in me, and the person still cheats. It's like it's not necessarily that God has failed, but this person has gone back and done what they were yeah. doing before. Yeah. So, in, in, in the same way, um, if you take someone like Judas, Judas would have loved money before he met Christ. Mm-hmm. He met Christ. He did. Yeah. He, he met Christ. He was doing miracles in, in, in the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. He was working with Christ, mm-hmm. and yet he still betrayed Christ for the money. Okay. Do you know, I, I could kind of go into that theologically, but I'm not. Because um, <laughs> it's just going to open a whole different kind of worms. If Peter was here, it would have been lovely. Um, but I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I still feel as though um, we should still hold the person accountable. You can't just say, well, I kind of knew this was the person you were before, so I'm just going to kind of take it lying down, no pun intended. But there's that um, reality in that David had many wives. Yes? But it's okay for him to have many wives. Though. No, no, no. David had many... I, I, personally, I don't think it was okay for anyone in the Bible to have more than one wife. Because Jesus said from the beginning, God made it one, a man and a woman. Yeah, but that was, yeah, but Jesus said that thousands of years before. After. after but, and this is, this is the reason I say that as well, is that simply because God still worked through people's un, like, um, faithlessness or their sin doesn't necessarily condone the sin itself. But was it a sin for David to have multiple wives? It was permissible, but it wasn't in God's original plan and original intention for what marriage is supposed to be. Abraham had more than one wife. Most of the patriarchs had more than one wife. But it doesn't mean that that's how God intended it to be. If it was how God intended it to be, then Jesus would have been saying, right, just do your thing. But Jesus said from the beginning, it was a man and a woman. But things were permitted due to the hardness of man's heart. And so things were permitted and God still worked through it. So that's so for me, it shows the faithfulness of God even when man aren't doing what he originally intended for us to do rather than this is what we should do. So yes, um, David had many wives um, but still lofted after Bathsheba. He had to suffer the consequences of that as in the, the fraction of his family but God's faithfulness through his lineage was still there. Solomon, again, Lustful, gone after fam, 700 concubines, 300 wives. Are you mud? Living that life. Blood, even if you beat one of them a whole <laughs> a day. day for the year, one year you're gone through less than half. Keeps me occupied, doesn't it? Fab! So it's like, <laughs> stressfully, mud. That'll be more stress. Um, yes, so. Um, 
that that doesn't condone that that thing. It was still against what God was doing, and it's like God still worked in the sense of God's faithfulness. Everything was still seen during um, Solomon's time, but we know that it was the women that he was with that led his heart away from God, and so the faithfulness of God was, can still be seen through our lives. So. The husband can cheat on a wife, and you can still see the faithfulness of God being demonstrated through the husband's life and through the relationship, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that that lack of trust is going to be removed from that relationship. They're still going to have to live with the consequences. That's what I'm saying. And so that's what I'm like, we should still hold him accountable. We should still say, yo, like, you were going, you said, you, in front of all these people, you committed yourself to me and to no one else, and you still slept with somebody else. God can still work through this, but you're going to have to live with the consequences if I can forgive you or not. You're still going to have to live with those consequences. You know, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that... I can't hold that person... No, no, I'm not saying that you can't hold the person accountable. I said that you shouldn't be surprised if they didn't go and you again. That's what I was saying. Okay, that's a different situation. That's a different statement. Cool, cool. And I can... I would, I don't know how I feel about that because you will be hurt, but I don't know if you'll be surprised because it's like yeah. this person has done has been doing yeah. this blah blah blah. It, it would be deeply like hurtful, but I don't know if it'll be surprising. Yeah. Um, okay, let's round up. Let's get the You know, if when you tap the table, it picks it up even louder. Right? Sorry, sorry, table. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hookups. Um, who's go first? I'll go. Um, I've given this hookup already, but season seven just dropped. Voltron. Um, What's Voltron for those who don't know? Voltron is a cartoon on Netflix. It's like a, it's not a manga, but it's a cartoon. It's similar sort of styles, um, and it's it's about these five legendary lion robots that um, come together. So those like Transformers, Power Rangers. So like sort Power of Rangers. Thing. It's fake Power Rangers. It's basically it's not, fake no, no. Power Rangers. Uh, apparently, Voltron was there before Power Rangers. No, 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 no. So, and it only has seven seasons. Power no, no, no. So obviously, it's, it's gone and come back. Power, Power Rangers has been going on for years before in Japan before it came to Okay, the UK. okay. So, yeah, Voltron. And the reason I like it is that everyone still remains in their line where they are. I've, I've said it before. It's like it, it, when I first watched it, it reminded me of the different body parts in Faith. So, the hand being the hand, the leg being the head. So, the hand, yeah, what, leg being the leg and everything. That's trying to spiritualize a cartoon. But the cartoon itself is dope. I really enjoy it. Um, I can literally just binge watching a whole day and then just continue with life, which I might be doing tomorrow. Actually, no, I won't be. But yes, uh, I'm going to be doing it soon. So yeah, Voltron on Netflix, season seven. If you haven't seen it already, whack through season one through to seven. Thank you later. Cool. Simi? Um, my hookup is also on Netflix. Um, designated Survivor. It's like me and my family were arguing over the TV, deciding what we could watch. My mom wanted to watch Fresh Prince. My, my sister wanted to watch something totally different. So I was like, let's just find something everyone can watch. And we watched it from the first moment we were hooked. We literally spent our whole day, all five of us, including my eight-year-old brother. Wow. Like from morning till night, we did not do anything. We barely bathed. <laughs> we brushed our teeth and that was it. We didn't eat. We went to like Tesco to get like popcorn and yeah. Wow. So what's so, it about? So basically, it's um, it's in certain America. There's uh, this um thing that happens when all the like 
what do you call them, the Senate and the Congress, when they all meet, they have one person that's out of the meeting called a designated survivor, mm. so that if anything happens to those people, that person can continue the government. So there was a bomb attack on the Capitol, which is like their Houses of Parliament, and everyone died, president, all the congressmen, everybody, apart from this one guy, so he's become the new president. And so then they have to figure out who bombed it, and mm. yeah, so it's really interesting, I loved it. Sounds wavy. Yeah. Was it Ryan? Ryan? Yeah. No, I love if it was a designated guy that bombed it. <laughs> it would be awesome, but I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so my hookup for this week is chapter in the Bible, Romans 6. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is it about? <laughs> uh, I'll just, oh, yes, no, no, no. Actually, no. So it's the, it's the um, chapter talking about um, even though um, everything's permissible and we shouldn't. Um, just because we have grace doesn't mean that we should sin mm. and that we're no longer slaves to, to sin and we're not slaves to God. We're no longer Are we slaves to God? Yeah. If you read your Bible, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. so um, I was reading, what was I reading? I think I was reading, I was reading, was it First Kings? And then it made me think about that verse. Mm. And then, so I went into it and it was just, just bars. Oh. So go read Romans 6 because it's amazing. All right, next next segment. So, um, this next segment is inspired by a conversation I was having with a friend the other day, about last week now. So, um, we're beefing a bit, and then I think I said something to offend her, and wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and so, that shows how, like, well, whatever. You see? No, because mm-hmm. um, she took offense to something that it wasn't necessary to, to, to take offense In to. your opinion. Mm. And in the opinion of everyone. <laughs> anyway, and so, like, um, so I didn't talk, talk to her for like a week, two weeks. I was like, let me just apologize. Does she listen to this? Nope. <laughs> I was like, you hope not. Like, oh, is no. that me? Yeah. And then, um, and so, like, we're talking about it afterwards. And then, okay, so, 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 so let, let, me, let, let me read you the, the bit of the conversation um, that, that I want to talk about today. So I was talking about something, and then I said, um, tomorrow's never promised, so I said that. And she was like, and yet you took a week to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> she held that in, boy. And then she broke the law to make, to make it seem like it wasn't vindictive. That was vindictive. But <laughs> and then I was like, fam, there's no point apologizing if it's not genuine. Oh, wow. And that's how I truly feel. And she was like, as you said, tomorrow's unpromised. And I was like, it doesn't mean one should apologize just for the sake of apologizing. Um, and, she, and she was like, agreed, but what if the apology, uh, the apology is about them? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, and she was like, sometimes an apology isn't what, an apology is what the other person needs to hear. It's not so much about the person giving it. Personally, there have been times I've apologized because I know I've hurt someone, not because I necessarily agree with why they're hurt or that I should. And I said, no, because then you're creating peace under false pretenses, which is insincere. He was like, not at all. The point is not always about you. Sometimes you do something for another person despite how you feel. Sometimes just just act and our feelings will catch up with us. And then I just didn't reply because I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> so, um, apologies and saying sorries. Do you think that it's ever good to apologize even if you don't feel like you need to apologize? Mm-hmm. Actually, I've been through the situation this week. Oh, really? As you know. <laughs> um, 
So basically, a friend, I promised a friend of mine something, and it turns. Oh, tell the story. Is it, is it, no? no, please, because because, because if, if you tell the story, then everyone will be on All your right. side. I don't, I don't want everybody to be on your side. I want everyone to be on your side because you're right. Okay, so basically, I was supposed to be a bridesmaid for a friend. Mm-hmm. And um, this is later on this year. And it turns out that I decided to relocate to England, like, in between. And I told her, and she was upset. Um, she was upset that I was obviously leaving the country. And she was upset that I hadn't told her before I told another of our, another of our friends. Um, and so <laughs> I spoke to Robert about it and he was like, oh no, like there's no point in her being upset because of that. But I was like, but it's something that's hurt her. Like Ugh. to an extent, I don't really know why it's hurt her so much, but it's something that she's upset about. And I feel like if, if she's upset because of it, I feel like I should apologize because it wasn't my intention to hurt her. Even mm. if I don't feel like it was that big a deal. Me personally, I feel like <laughs> I feel like when you apologize for something you know is not something that you should apologize for. One, it's a precedent. It's a precedent. It's the precedent. Two, oh, that, that was my number one. But that's my number. <laughs> Two, um, it robs you guys of the ability to have to have like proper dialogue about it. Three, I want to say that the third one. Um, Yes, three. So, so what my friend was was saying that act and then maybe feelings will follow afterwards. Mm. I don't agree with that because what happens if in between maybe the the, 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 the feelings will catch up, mm. but 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 then what happens if you do the thing again that that uh, that you apologize for, mm. then you just do more harm than good because you you said sorry for something and then just going and done the same thing mm. again. So then no one does it cancel the the apology. It just doubles down because because you 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 said sorry, but there wasn't any change behavior to, mm. to, to to follow the the sorriness. It's interesting. I I think I'll approach it. Um, so I think from a um, bridesmaid bride sort of position, I think there might be like a sort of a sense of wanting your bridesmaids involved in the planning and stuff that was kind of happening, and without you being there you're not going to be involved and um there might have been like that expectation as an oh you know my bridesmaids are going to be around i'll be able to call you blah 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 this and that and so they might have planned out a trajectory in terms of how things were going to happen and made assumptions mm. based on um, you're just going to be there and stuff like that yeah. um and i think um her being hurt that you told another person before you told her for me anyways just shows she's placed a great emphasis on her position in your life currently anyways um and so that position has just been undermined and she's hurt that the assumption she made as to how important she believes she is to you seems not true not even though that true. might not be mm-hmm. the situation um so i can understand it from that perspective but then again dude is your wedding like <laughs> you need to plan i can't live my life around your wedding yeah Mm-hmm. And so you need to come to terms with the fact that I can't live my life around your wedding. And people's situations change all the it's time. It's like I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm sure you're still happy to be the bridesmaid and everything like that. I'm not going to be a bridesmaid. I'm not going to be a bridesmaid at all. Be- because you're saying now. Because I'm in England. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to go back. Okay. No, no, cool. no. Cool. Yeah. Um, then that, then I think that's that's the whole thing. So again, placed emphasis and blood and stuff like that. So yeah, I can I can understand it. Um, one thing that I always say is that. 
even though people's feelings um, may not be right, to them it's justified. Yeah. And so I still want, even though I might not agree with it, I still want to respect the fact that to you it's justified mm. and operate from that perspective that for you, I think you're overreacting. I think like, I got a three-year-old. She wants to play Play-Doh first thing in the morning. I'm like, no, she starts like, she doesn't throw attention, but she's like, oh, please, please, please. And I'm just like, I can understand that for you. You just got a new uh, set of Play-Dohs. You want to go play with it, blah, blah, blah. So it's for you, it's justified to do this, but it's not like you haven't brushed your teeth, you haven't had breakfast. It's not justified to just go downstairs and play with your Play-Doh. Um, you haven't even like peed. Um, so there's that reality but in recognising that this is how you feel and addressing how you feel and walking you through it I think I'm giving even for a three year old I'm giving you the permission to feel how you feel but also I'm challenging you to think through how you feel I feel like you can you can you can do all that without giving the apology for something else so I was challenged by one of my friends he listens to this actually IBK um he challenged me from perspective of in a relationship, we almost expect the man to do or to apologise first. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you agreed that so quick. <clears throat> but it's true. And so even, and he was like, the same thing as you were saying, in the sense of, we just apologise to keep the peace. Even though we, we might not necessarily be sorry for what we did, we just apologise to keep the peace and just keep, um, keep on going. And he said he was frustrated about that because it's like, what if... I genuinely felt justified in what I was yeah. doing and I feel like you're the one who owes me an apology. Oh. And so, and in, in him bringing that up, it got me to challenge, it challenged me in a sense of, yo, like, I realised that I had been in my relationship with Jamila, when something goes wrong, I'm first to apologise. And I, I responded from a position of, as the man, I have been charged to love my wife as Christ loved the church. And so that charge includes making the first step towards reconciliation. Like, we were dead in sin and Christ came to reconcile us back to himself. That's well and good. I, I, I still think... <laughs> oh my gosh, Robert, I still think important. you can reconcile without saying... A, and this, 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 this is, this is a thing... No, no, it, it's the precedent. It's the precedent. <laughs> you should have seen the, the ferocity <laughs> that this guy has said that with. But it, it's... So I see it as re- sometimes to start reconciliation, you need to go into the situation with your hands up. Yeah, I messed up. Both you didn't mess up. But this, this is the thing. In a situation, if you didn't mess up, cool, that's a different situation. But sometimes if you go into a situation that's like, well, let me tell you where you went wrong. <laughs> defenses are on 100. Anywhere. You're not getting anywhere in that conversation. So sometimes to actually move towards reconciliation, you need to at least be open to hearing where they perceive you to have gone wrong and i'm fine with that <laughs> and so and so the, st- the, the stages are right now is actually challenged me to the point of if jamila is upset with me at something with, uh, around something and i don't feel i was wrong i'll be like i hear you i wasn't that wasn't my intention so i apologize if that's how it came across but this is where i was coming from even that kind of apology is that, 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 that's an I'm sorry that, you, that your feelings were hurt so this this is acknowledging that you like you have been hurt by my actions and I didn't mean to hurt you by my actions it's a different situation if I called you a waistband because I wanted to hurt you or whatever if I did something intentionally wanting to hurt you then I'd be like ha ha good <laughs> but I don't want to hurt my wife and the reality is that I just I have just hurt her and so for that I am sorry I am sorry for hurting my wife even if it even if 
you didn't actually do anything to hurt her. The fact that I have done something that has hurt her, I'm sorry for that. Even if, like, I was sleeping and she was like, oh, I, I thought you would take out the rubbish. I, I was sleeping. Yeah, but I've just had a busy day at work, blah, 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 this and that. I just came and I was hoping that you'd take, oh, cool, I never knew that. Like, I'm sorry you had these expectations and stuff. I was just trying to get some rest. I'll do it now, whatever. But it's more so a case of, and it's, this is not how it's going to like, plan out, pan out. But for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm using it more strictly from a marriage or relationship perspective rather than general friendship. For me, there is a charge as a husband to love my wife as Christ loves the church. And that includes taking the first step towards race, um, um, reconciliation. And so if it is apologizing and then using that as a springboard to then have a dis much deeper discussion, cool. If it's not beneficial for that, then I will take a different avenue. But I am charged to love my wife as Christ loves the church. And I take that very seriously. Why are you not see me? And plus, is it, it, there is a the great, there's a great element of pride. Mm, yeah, pride, definitely pride. pride. So one thing that I normally say is pride, whist, pride shouts I'm right. Humility whispers, God knows best. Uh -huh. So it's a case of, if I'm right, I will, stand, I will stand from the rooftops, you're wrong, I'm right. But in humility, like the Bible charges us to esteem others higher than ourselves. So even if we are right, if I'm esteeming you higher than myself, knowing that I'm right, I'm going to try work with you. Not <laughs> serious, just look like I'm not. Like, I'm look, going to try so work many, with you. For, so, so many this, accolades for so this, this discussion is, right now. For me, from a relationship perspective, and even in terms of my relationship with the mother of my first daughter, due to pride, I was like, yo, like, she's a waste man. I've done everything that I can do. She's just being difficult. And then one day, I literally went into prayer, and I was like, God, I don't get this girl. Why? This was like a month or two ago, so this is recent. I don't get this. Bearing in mind, my daughter's 10 now. I don't get this girl. Like, I've done everything. And then God was like, sorry, on, sorry, on, sorry. On. Wait, 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 wait. So basically, would I like for another man to treat my daughter with her the way that I treated the mom? And I was like, hell no. And then God was like, all right, cool. So let's talk about that now. So even in me thinking that I was right and having argued for 10 years that I was right, in that moment, God made me realize that, no, I messed up. I messed up big time. And so her feelings towards me are justified. And now that's the reality that I need to live with. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm not saying... So, so, what, what, I'm, <laughs> what, so what I am saying is okay. that even in our perspective, in the sense of I'm justified and what I was doing was right, like, sometimes reality and feelings don't correlate. Mm. And we need to take into, into perspective the person's feelings as well as what reality is saying and work with the two. It's like, simply because um, reality shows that this woman's my mum, feelings-wise, I could be like, I don't want nothing to do with this woman. Reality and feelings don't always correlate. So what happens then? So you're... And what, conversation if we don't get into dialogue if we don't actually mitigate what's happening we can't move forward in a way that's healthy that's fine that i'm not i'm not disputing that i'm saying uh -huh. so it's the word sorry that you're arguing yeah no i'm saying i'm saying you can communicate about your problem mm -hmm. like let's say no, you just um, don't want to say sorry no okay so let's let's take let's take um 
let's, 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 let's take me and you, mm-hmm. for example. So let's, so like, I invited you to the, to, um, to the show on Friday. Yeah. And you didn't come. Yeah. I could feel upset because I invited you to something and you didn't come. Mm-hmm. Should you then apologize for, because, because, because I, was, I, was, I was upset that you didn't come to something I, I invited you to? You shouldn't expect me to apologize, but... Would you apologize? I would. Don't apologize for something. No, 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 no. Because, he didn't come. And that's the thing. It's like, for me, I value you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, yo, I've just hurt your feelings. Like, you invited me to something. And even from the way that you're talking about the thing itself, it's like you were happy that the new job would start after you went to it. Mm. So it's like there's a lot that you've poured into it. There's a lot that you've done. And so, like, you've, you've put in work and you've invited me into it. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll see if I can make it. And it's like, in all fairness, I didn't say I was going to come. I said, I'll see if I can make it. But I would have argued that afterwards, I apologized. I was like, oh, I really didn't know. It's like, I said I was going to try make it, but I didn't know that you actually wanted me there. I'm really sorry. Next time, I'll, I'll make more of an effort. Now, I'm saying that that, that that conversation happens before an apology needs to be said. No. Yes. No. Because no. yes. I'm saying I value you more than I value being right. Or I value you more than I value being justified. So I will make sure that you're okay before I try to justify myself. Because if I'm trying to justify myself before I make sure that you're okay, it's like you falling down and me laughing at you before saying, oh, you're right. You could have broken your leg. I'm standing there for five minutes busting up. You're bleeding out. But that's what you're going to do anyway. <laughs> that's what you're going to do yeah, anyway. You can say sorry while busting You know what I mean? So it's like, am I making sure that you're right? Because it's, it's, for me... I value the person more so than I value being right or being seen as right or being justified and stuff like that. Which, um, again, I'm not going to take it with granted and say everyone is like that. And I, I have to admit that like this, this has been something that God has been working on me for, for a little while. And marriage has been like a real bedrock for this where I'm actually focusing more on other people than myself. Like God has been challenging me on this even today. So valuing other people more than valuing my sense of justification and stuff like that. So I will always try to make sure that you're right before I then try to justify what I'm doing. So even when we've done stuff that P has not liked, I've apologised before I've explained it. Like what? So when we... He wanted to move recording and we both thought that it was due to karate and we made that assumption and we started getting at him saying, oh, don't let karate instructor add his name in here. Um, just dictate your time and stuff like that. And then he's, he then replied like a week afterwards and said he was actually upset because we had made an assumption, but it was actually a family thing that was happening that he couldn't get out of. Then you should have just... Uh, <laughs> I remember that. And yeah. I remember, I, did, I didn't say sorry. You didn't say sorry. <laughs> I, didn't say I sorry. apologized. I apologized before I justified it. And I was like, I made an assumption. I'm sorry. No, because... No, because... No. Even in that situation, I don't think the, the apology was warranted. I think... This is an issue of humility, to be honest. That man's bare humble out here. No, like, Robert ambushed me into a Bible study last week. And Bruh. Ambushed, yes. Yes, you did. Anyway. How can and... you ambush man into the presence of God? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's exactly what I said. Well, that's what Jesus did with Saul. And then he became one of the greatest apostles of, of, of yeah, all time. Yeah, but you're not Jesus. No, he didn't, Jesus didn't ambush him into his presence. Yeah, he did. He didn't. He came with a flash in the bag, he blagged him. <laughs> no, 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 no. But Saul was going to go persecute these dons. And then Jesus just appeared. Exactly. Exactly. He appeared like BAP. <laughs> That's what I did. I said, Yo, Simi, BAP. <laughs> That's what happened. You are not serious. But yeah, it's, 
and in that Bible study, we're talking about humility. And humility is really like kind of what they were saying is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Why is it such a big issue for you to apologize to somebody, even if you think you're in the right, if you know that that apology will go somewhere to soothing that person? Because it's apology that creates false peace. That's, that's my thing. My, my thing, the reason, the way in which I'll challenge you on that is if you're apologising for, for the sake of peace, then it's not for the person's benefit. If, if you truly value that person, I'm not apologising necessarily because I think what I've done is wrong. I'm apologising because what I have done has hurt you personally. And so there's a sense of my apology isn't particularly associated with what I did but the impact it's had on you. But see, the problem with that is that's how we live in, that's how we've gotten to a society now where people get, get, get offended over any small thing and people are losing their jobs and da, 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 all of that. This, this is taking it on a whole different... Yeah. No, no. I don't think it's the same thing. It's the same. Just because you're being, unjust, be, being unjustly upset about something and then expecting an apology... Is not right. I think, so I think what your stance actually contributes to that issue rather than solves the issue. So I don't believe in gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And then a gay person comes and is offended at the fact that I don't believe in gay marriage. I'm not, if I then go to them until I feel, if I'm persuaded as to your argument, I'm not going to apologize for that. That person now is going to think, all right, so you don't care about me. Like, and that person is going to, if, if it's directly attributed to my f- Christian faith, that person is then going to make an assumption as the Christians don't care about me. But if I'm like, no, genuinely, I care about you. Like, you as a person, and this is, this is where even, like, the billboards around pedophiles being people and stuff like that, I can say, I can see their trajectory in the sense of outside of the act of pedophilia, this person is still a person. With a set of emotions, mindsets, perspectives, insights, in- intelligence. This, this is a person. And I can vibes with you on that person. As soon as this paedophilia crops up, I have to, I'll let you know that, yo, I don't, I don't vibes with this thing. I vibes with you, but this I don't vibes with. And I know that you argue is a part of you. Cool. And then the, other gonna... part, the other parts of you in terms of we can have a conversation with Kit Bull, blah, blah, blah. Fine. If a kid's walk by and you start looking at him, I'll be like, yo. <laughs> but, I'm a bit uncomfortable out here. You know, like that. And then, and then if they come and say I'm, I'm offended by you thinking I'll do something to that kid, would you, would you, would you then apologize to them? Would I apologize? I'll say I didn't. So again, that's where the conversation comes in, in the sense of if if I have had a conversation with you already or whatever. They're hypotheticals up in this place, so I'm trying to like. So it's. <laughs> I'm sitting on a paedophile, a kid walks by, they start looking at the kid, I'm like, right, like, what are you doing? Um, and they're like, oh, I'm offended that you think I'll do anything. I'm like, well, mate, I'm sorry that you're offended, but you're a paedophile, aren't it? <laughs> Mud! <laughs> one plus one. Um, wow. But it's, it's like, so it, it's the same way. Um, yeah, so I'll say, I will still vibe with you as a person. So it's a man who's cheated on his wife. I was still vibes with. But when that fornication or that cheating comes up, I'll be like, yo, I don't agree with that. Plain as, I don't agree with what you did there. And I'll tell you why. You can get offended, but at least I'm hoping that you will know that I have sat with you, I have played, I've played games with you, I've like 
eating with you, whatever. I've had a conversation with you. As soon as that comes up, I've, I've stood clear and firm in that I don't agree with that. And the same thing that I'll do with a homosexual, I'll do with a paedophile, I'll do with, I'll, I'll make sure that you know that between me and you, it's cool. Individual sins or whatever, your sin might not be my sin, but I can't condone it. Yeah. I do think there's a difference between like a blanket sorrow, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry if you think, like if I offended you, I'm so sorry, I'll never mm. do it again. And then like, I'm sorry if I made you feel that way, but, and then you go like that. into your narrative. I think there's a difference. Nah, for the for the second one, I don't think the 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 story is needed. Because I think because I feel like I feel like <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I just feel like that that has added to the problem, even in in like the homosexual conversation, because the, all they've just seen is Christians just saying homosexuality is wrong, all gay people are gonna go to hell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Babylon be dead, whatever, <laughs> you know, like that. And it's just like, and so we we have. In our in having that response, they've taken it personally and, and equated it to we don't care about them as individuals because they see it as part of them. Whilst the, in actuality, we care about them. We love well some people. <laughs> we love them, but we we just don't agree with don't that agree well. with their sexuality. And that's the difference. And that's the conversation you have. And that's, that's a different conversation we have. But if they are offended at our very presence and stance, we can't have that conversation. And now you can't have that conversation with your friend until you apologised. And so that there was a barrier to your friendship. No, we don't say, you don't apologise, you say, fam, we need to talk. And then you have the conversation. Now you're just being semantic. It's not semantics. It is. It's not. Because I'm saying, I'm saying, I've hurt you, I apologise for that, let's talk about what actually... So off the cuff, you know that I actually care about you. And I'm, it's a practical, like, I'm sorry that I've hurt you. Well, the fact that I'm even coming to you to have a conversation about this means that oh, I care please. about you. Not necessarily. No, not really. Not necessarily. If it, well, 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 for me personally. Because it's a case of you can be having a conversation with someone just to make yourself feel better. That I've, I've cleared up the air. So it's not necessarily a sense of I care about you. I just don't want this lingering over me. Robert doesn't agree. Well, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. Don't worry, I care about you enough to let you sit in your heresy. <laughs> Moses, I'm sorry you're a pig. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, guys. Um, Continue to pray for humility over Robert. Um, that he will esteem others higher than himself. Definitely. That as Christ laid down his life for others, so he will do so for his friends. Like I keep saying, I'm no greater love <laughs> does a man have than to lay down his life for his friends. Amen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, in, guys. Tell us your thoughts. Um, what's, what's your, yeah. Um, what do you talk about, guys and girls, immaturity and yeah. guys getting past? What do you think? Um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> what are your thoughts on apologies? I remember uh, another conversation we had about apologizing a while ago. Got to be heated. We'll go back anyway. Anyway, thank you, Simi, for, for coming down. For real. You are welcome. Yeah, hopefully, we'll be hearing more of you. Dano, dano. Um, is there anywhere we can find you? Nope. I am off the grid. Wow. Don't Get use social in. media so that government can't track me down. Um, <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> as soon as you get that red passport, too late. <laughs> P45, too late. <laughs> <laughs> so, soundcloud.com forward slash the Blackstone Furnace. Um, 
you can find us on all good podcast websites and apps. Just search for the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. Twitter at the Furnace UK. You can email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Um, shout out to Rude for the intro and outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing Dino. logo. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah, pre the Insta, HMuseH. Shout out. You don't know. Um, I think that's everything. Again, yeah. once, once again for Simi, thank you for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Peter should be back next week and we can talk about what I was going to actually talk about today. Anyway, cool. So this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. Blah. <laughs>